So this week, we've got some thanks to give out. Yeah, Ben, Kate and I were a part of Jasper's Game Week, Aussie Edition 2022. And we had a wild magic infused time. Oh, uh, Ben. Why? Ben. It'll make sense if you watch the streams. Well, between all the streams, we raised thousands of dollars that will go to charities for suicide prevention and mental health awareness. And so we've definitely got some people to give a shout out to for all their hard work. Firstly, a huge thanks to Meeples and Dragons and Ardent Roleplay for coordinating and running the streams all week. Secondly, to the team from Jasper's Game Day for creating this opportunity for TTRPG players and GMs across the world to raise money for mental health charities the world over. And finally, to all the hardworking DMs and players from across the week, as well as all the members of chat who created extra chaos on our behalves. If you miss the streams, you can still see them over on Ardent Roleplay's Twitch and they'll be up on YouTube as well. But for now, we should get back to our own brand of madness and mayhem. That giggling rushes past you and there are suddenly pink sparks coming from this arcane device and it lights up and this arcane bolts of energy start arcing out from it. You are no longer on Ferromasters University campus grounds. You are no longer in the city limits of Ferromasters. You're not on the continent. You're not on the planet. You are on the moon. And now we continue. That sudden rush from Earth gravity to moon gravity combined with being inside to having the full brightness of the sun unfiltered. Mm. Uh, Potential. Mm-hmm. Having failed this. Yeah, show, big time. Um, you are. Remember, it's a nat one. It's a full nat one. It's not a fail. It's a full oh, nat one. Mm-hmm. You are blinded. Yep. Hang on. Need to write this down. Blinded. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, you are going to take four points of radiant damage. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you're in sunlight. So also four points of fire damage. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I am going to... I will be nice in this situation. And you stumble forwards onto the mat (laughs) into the Enduring Elements effect where you are protected from extreme temperature environments. And uh, what they had not 
what um, Yenro had not mentioned is that the had also had an, a different spell enchanted onto the mat, which he hadn't gotten to because he yeah, kind of all over the place during his presentation, uh, is effects similar to the necklace of adaptation, uh-huh. which allows you to breathe normally in any environment. There we go. Winner. Yenrul, Harold, Potentia, Meredith, Professor Kegstone, and uh, Vathar, you are all quite crowded on this 10-foot rug. Mm. <laughs> In the middle of a vast sun-bleached desert with uh, craters pot marking across the environment, boulders littering, and a starscape, the likes of which you've probably never seen above your head. <laughs> which Potentia still hasn't seen. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so Meredith, like, lowers her, her hand from where she was about to stuff some more food into her face and looks around and then goes, Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Well, uh, your circle works, so... Uh, good news. Yay! Uh, well, um, huh. and kind of just like staring around. Uh, I think we have more pressing concerns right now. And Meredith is like pointing at the gremlin. Potentially going to sit down. See it. Just it's currently sit. inside the thing. Head oh, down. Oh. She's just sitting straight down where she is. Mm-hmm. She's not saying anything. She's just sat straight down. Um, you okay, Potentia? Um, no. What's Can't happened? See. Right. Uh, is everybody, I, I, is everybody else okay? Like, can they, everyone else see? I, I'm fine. Wow, um, Harold. <laughs> I'm going to cast Lesser Restoration on Potentia. That's a touch. Um, so you touch a creature and can end either one disease or one condition affecting it. So I'm going to end blindness. You will. Potentia, you can see. How's that? Is that better? Well, uh, I, 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 can, I can see, but I don't know that the situation is any better because of it. Meredith kind of gives her a half smile and goes, <laughs> yeah, one thing at a time, right? Uh, sure. And she's just going to turn back to the guy who was doing the presentation and just go, I guess you were lucky this time. Uh, yeah, I don't, <clears throat> if I'm being honest, I wasn't sure it was going to work. I hoped. She gives that, she gives the, uh, the facial expression of, I won't say the full version, but it's no bleep Sherlock. Um, that's the facial expression you get. Mm-hmm. I, I hoped, but. Well, now what? I'm going to, uh druid craft a flower and just flick it out of the zone of carpet that we're on. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> um, well, you throw it out of the carpet and it travels mm. much, much further than mm-hmm. you expect it to. Um, you're currently experiencing one-sixth the gravity of the planet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it travels further and as it leaves the circle, it seems to burn on one side. Mm. 
the side that the sun is facing. Um, and you've also, you've never seen such stark contrast shadows before. Yeah. Like the difference between light and dark is just so, so strong here. This is one of my favourite facts. Can I, can I? Go for it. Can I say why? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so the moon is one of my favourite subjects. Uh, anyway, so on Earth, because we have an atmosphere, um, all of the light from the sun kind of scatters and reflects. So it's scattering and reflecting in all different directions. So it's scattering into the shadows, right? So you can kind of see a little bit of, of what's going on. It's not as dark. So when you're in the shade of a tree, you can still see you, right? On the moon, because there's no atmosphere, there's nothing for the light to scatter off of. So if you have a look at the old moon videos and um, and like videos of, of things on the moon today, like from probes and that kind of thing, um, you can see videos where they're putting stuff into the shadows on the moon and it disappears completely. It's intense. It's amazing. So if you're looking at videos, that's one of the, ma- the main reasons we know that the moon landings are true, because there's no way that shadows would behave that way on Earth. All right. Uh, well, I think we need to stay out of the light, if possible. Yeah, good plan. Good call. Did uh, nobody else is blind? No, Harold. I'm. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm fine too. Says Fathar. Just okay. uh, a little. I've never seen such a place before. Aye, it's what a what a landscape. Uh, and there's a spark and a giggle and this little gremlin appears out of the, like hops out of it and you're like, yeah, which Meredith hasn't seen before. You kick it? Yeah, out of the, literally just like, I like, I I like literally like soccer volley it straight out of the thing. Um, So this is a shove, we'll call, is that, is the mechanics behind it? Yeah, okay. Um, Yeah, roll a, a, I opposed athletics. This thing is not physically strong. So. Neither is Harold. Oops, that's a four. Well, uh, it was a two minus four. Oh, wow. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, you punt it yep. out of the, the sphere. And Harold! it goes further than any ball you've ever kicked in your entire life. All right, <laughs> Harold's suddenly strunk. I would um, like to observe what happens to it as it... Uh, it leaves the, the circle, takes radiant damage, fire damage, doesn't appear to die, huh. but it it's, starts like clutching at its neck mm-hmm. as it continues sailing. Uh, it like flails yep. and then its flails seem to stop. And it's Meredith, kind of- who has no idea what just happened, just looks at Harold and goes, what was that for? Um, look, it's a long story, but firstly, I suspect that's the reason we're here. And secondly... Um, well, not anymore! You just killed it! Well, those things cause a lot of damage, Meredith, and I, I think for our survival's sake, uh, it's better that thing wasn't here causing any more mischief. But, and now... What if it could have sent us back? Uh, well, it can't because it doesn't have that power. But secondly, now we know what it does to us when we're out there. It's not good. No! You just killed something. I mean, it's not a the living first time, being. We've done. <laughs> no, but that was completely unprovoked. At, it was at not the sentence, unprovoked. At the sentence, that's not the first time. Potentia just stiffens and steps in so much as you can within a ten foot circle, like ten foot radius, ten foot radius, ten foot, ten foot diameter. 
as much as you can in a 10 foot diameter circle steps away from this conversation. Listen, Meredith, you know, uh, I'm an animal lover as much as you, but some things are just not a force for good. And that thing had the potential to do a lot of damage to us. Trust me on that. And Meredith just kind of looks at him and folds her arms. I look over at um, Yenril. Yenril, have you heard of, of, of gremlins before? I have not. Well, uh, I encountered some a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they were causing havoc with the, uh, the help and learning support uh, automatons. And um, they're, 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 they have this ability to sort of tamper with machines and cause them to malfunction. Oh. Yes. Okay. So that explains why this activated. Yes. Hmm. Well, to be uh, completely transparent, uh, we've never successfully uh, teleported a living thing to the moon. So this is a first. But we do know that the device should recharge after 24 hours and we have supplies here and he gestures behind him food and water to to last at least several days and he stops he looks as he looks past the barrels on the horizon Mm -hmm. right on the edge of where the the light and the dark part of the moon is right like in a vaguely northerly for whatever we can call north on a moon (laughs) direction he looks that way and he he just stops like mid-sentence uh harold and he he pulls out a little like handheld telescope and he like pops Mm -hmm. it like extends it out and he peers through it and he looks around at, at, at all of you And he hands you the telescope, Harold. Mm-hmm. And what do I see? You see a a structure unlike anything you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It looks like a massive temple of some description. Yep. And half of it appears to be in light and half of it appears to be in stark shadow. Mm-hmm. What is it? Meredith asks. Um, would I recognize any features from where my sister practices? Give me a religion check. Ooh, dirty 20. Okay. Yeah, you would know enough to know that there is somewhere on the moon is the domain of the goddesses of life and the goddess of death. Mm. And the architecture is similar enough to to what you've seen in artworks depicting such a place. Yep. Yeah, so I'll, I'll turn back and say, um, well, it appears to be some sort of grand temple to the, the gods of, of life and death. Uh, Wait, there's a building over there? Yes, uh, well, it appears so. It's it is a long way away. It would take mm. many hours to get there. But how? Well, I mean, you know, the gods do have extraordinary powers, uh, 
And I suppose those who are dead have no use for breath or, or sustenance. Uh, maybe they're fine uh, here. So okay. the, the myth that you all kind of generally know about is that the afterlife for spirits who do not worship a particular deity and aren't accepted into that deity's domain, that that, that deity's plane or, or whatever you want to call it, they are collected by the goddess of death. Mm-hmm. And the myth says the spirits travel to the moon and inhabit the dark side of the moon and are able to watch over their descendants until they are eventually uh, it is their time to cycle back into the world and and their spirits are you know reincarnated that is the the kind of general myth for for death which is why um, new moons the time when the the moon the dark side of the moon is showing towards the the planet is a time of heightened spiritual activity and the uh, spirit moon festivals the time when the moon is the closest to the planet is a type of, of even greater heightened spiritual activity yeah okay can I, can I just say it's not the dark side of the moon it's when the sun, the moon is in between the sun and the earth yes this okay, it's, it's the side of the moon that is not lit Yenril is, um, he's collecting some of this food and he's filling a water skin. Uh, wait, are you, you look like you're getting ready to uh, leave this protection, Matt. Uh, did you not see what just happened to that unfortunate gremlin? Meredith, I, I don't know when I will ever get this opportunity and I don't have the time to explain my entire life story. But needless to say, I am not going to to waste this opportunity. Okay, he, uh, that's that's not that's not my question. Uh, how are you getting a, there? He taps on a necklace that he's wearing. There we go. And and steps outside this circle, and there's a bubble of air that appear like seems to shimmer around his head. Okay, and well, um, bye. I guess. He looks at you all. He waves and then starts like slowly, like bounce walking. Because he looks and he looks very, very ungamely as he walks. Mm. Um, Harold, give me a history check. Mm, Thirteen. Trying to to understand why someone would do something like this, you remember he his name. His last name was Chestwood, mm-hmm. which you're you're just, you're trying to remember, but you. There was something in the news many years ago about a tragedy that befell a family named the Chestwoods. Mm-hmm. And if you recall the news correctly, all but one of the family were killed in a terrible accident. Mm. Aww. Uh, and Kegstone walks to the edge of that the circle and starts calling out, Come back! It's not worth it! You don't know what's out there! Either, he, either he's ignoring Kegstone or he can't hear him. Mm. He just keeps walking away. Well, I don't think... I mean, it's probably that he can't hear him, right? I mean, we don't know that, but yeah. (laughs) Characters don't know that, but we do. Mm. 
Hey, this is your friendly Dungeons and Doctors DM, Ben, here to remind you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and to use the hashtag DNDoctorates when you talk about the show. want to give a quick shout out to someone who recently posted some great fan art, uh, Holly Folkard Tap at author holly eft always great to see fan art if you produce fan art show us because we love to see it like it makes our day it makes our week please please send us any fan art you've made from our, from our characters or the show anything we, we would love to see it if you would like to have a shout out on the show or leave a message for somebody fill out the form on our google form and one of us can leave a message for you. We can leave a message as ourselves or as one of our characters. Just fill out that form and we'd be happy to have a message right here. You can also find the form on our website, dndoctorates.com, where we find our academic adventurers currently. It's a pretty odd place for a D&D character to be. Uh, and I'm very interested to see how they get out of the situation and so i'm not going to hold us up much longer the next episode comes out next thursday the 2nd of june uh, and let's get back to this episode right now you know it's funny i his name sounded familiar to me when i first met him but you know i didn't think too much of it but you know now i think about it i i think his family was killed in a horrible accident and if I wanted to see them again, rather desperately, um, well, there's only one place one could really look, isn't there? And you can kind of see Meredith's eyes, like, under, she understands and she makes like a little, oh, oh, and looks after after him with like, oh, you poor guy kind of vibes. Um, as you're watching him walk away, something seems off. He seems pudgy. Mm-hmm. Is the word I'm going to use? How far away is he at this point? Uh, by now, he'd be sixty feet. Okay. He he looks like his fingers. You can see like in his hand because like, you can't. He's wearing clothing, but the, what you can see of his skin looks fuller. Oh no! Okay. Um, he also wouldn't be able to breathe either. You need pressure to be able to. Like move your diaphragm to be able to let air in. Mm-hmm. That pressure difference. So this necklace lets him breathe, and it does. No, it doesn't matter. Even if there is air around him, it's not around his chest cavity. So you mm-hmm. need that air around your chest cavity to be able to push. Yeah. That's why it's out. really important when you're diving that you wear a diving suit, not just uh-huh. a diving helmet. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he he stumbles. And then you see him uh, take out a wand of some description and point it at himself. And uh, Meredith, you would recognize this as a, a healing spell. And then he stands back up and keeps walking. Oh, oh, that's horrible. What is? She's kind of like looking at him going, I, 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 don't, I don't think that air bubble's enough. I think there's something really wrong. And then she just like walks up to the edge and starts yelling, come back! Come back! Turn around! Come back! Again, either he is ignoring you or he can't hear you, but he keeps he walking. He definitely can't hear me. He definitely can't hear you. No. And then she's like, she's got her hands on her head and she's like, oh, oh, this is not good. He's going to suffocate at some point pretty soon. 
But do you think he knows that? No, that was that was Joe. Okay. Like, I don't think Meredith knows what's going on okay. from a, like, a scientific pressure, air pressure kind of point yeah. of view. I don't think she's got any idea at uh, all. From a mechanic point of view, you from a D&D mechanics point of view, you can hold your breath mm-hmm. uh, for a number of minutes equal to okay. constitu- like it based on your constitution. So he's going to be able to do this for a couple minutes. Oh, oh that's just gross. Ben! Space is a harsh, harsh environment that we were never designed to be in. <sighs> Ugh. Uh, I summon uh, Orion and uh, uh, grab him against his will. Okay. Because Orion is a spirit and it's not actually... Mm, it's not affected by... Nope. Yeah. But I will summon it the full 90 feet away as well. So it's like... It's, it's a, so it's at him. Yeah. All right. Well, it will take... Uh, it will not need to make a constitution saving throw. Yeah. Uh, 16. Okay. So it is um, not going to take radiant damage. Yeah. Uh, but it will take 1d6 worth of fire damage. Yeah. Uh, it's only two points of fire damage. Okay. Um, and that is something that will take for like not every round. Yeah. But as a like a like once every hour kind of thing. Yeah. So it's what shape is it? This is in Orion the Hawk. The Hawk, yeah. Okay. And it's going to attempt to grapple him. Yeah. Uh okay, so I guess I need to make an opposed athletics check. Yeah. So I rolled a 15. I rolled a 15. Uh, I guess meet to beat. Mm. But which so, way? Meet to so, beat which way? <laughs> well, it's the uh, the attacker is grabbing onto and yep. trying to grab and drag him. So I guess it's going to move half its movement speed, which is 60 foot fly. So it's going to move uh, 30 feet back as it tries to like drag him back to the circle. Yep. Um, uh, is anyone else doing something? There's nothing I can do. Nope. Okay. So then we'll do another opposed athletics. Yep. Because he's going to try and fight this off. Yep. Uh, 18. Uh, 12. Okay, so he manages to like shake like Orion off. Mm. Uh, and he's going to spend his whole round to move and then dash. He's just running. That's all right. Um, I've got a... Which I'm going to say reduces his ability to hold his breath. Because running is not the same as just walking. Mm. And actually, he is going to jump. I think at this point, Meredith is going to put a hand on um, Harold's arm and just say, just leave it. I think he's going to struggle. It's going to make it worse. Well, it's not not inevitable, though. So. No, 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 no. But I'm wondering if there's. Maybe, maybe there's some air pockets over at that building that he's trying to get to. He's not going to get there, Meredith. I mean... I know, but he's not going to come back here either. What do we do? Well, I... Uh, I there are things I can do. Um, I'll attempt to grab him again. I mean, I have a fly speed of 60 feet, so I actually mm-hmm. can catch up to him, <laughs> even in a dash. Okay. Assuming he even has full, full speed on the moon, which, you know... Mm. I'm going to say okay. that Orion is flying without using air yeah i was just saying like can it's i ask how orion is flying on the moon it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, a, <laughs> it's spirit. a spirit um 
So we'll try oh, again with the athletics. All right. <laughs> and and we'll just say that this is the the the, the result. Because um, I've rolled a two. Oof, I didn't roll much better, but it's a eight. Okay, so we'll say that Orion grabs hold of him, mm-hmm. and and over the course of some time, Orion will pull him back. Well, how far away was he? Uh, he was sixty feet. And then Orion pulled him thirty, and then he started to run again. And like it's just it'd be three rounds, we'll say. Yeah, three rounds, and then he gets pulled back. Because I think half half speed when you're carrying someone is pretty normal. Yeah, even for a um, spirit. So he'll he'll get pulled back into the circle. What are you doing? Meredith <sighs> is going to cast um, cure wounds on him. Okay. So that is I'll cast that. She does seventeen points of healing. Nice. Let me think. You are currently within eyesight of the temple your healing spell is empowered Ooh. you can re-roll any of those dice that you choose to and then take the um the other result no I think I'll stay with that that was okay. a pretty good roll okay so it was 2d8 plus 3 so I rolled a 6 and 8 and a 3 and then I added the 3 but as you as you cast it, you feel your spell is like more powerful than it would be normally. Yeah, so her eyes widen and she's like, Whoa! Huh. That's different. <sighs> Thank you, but L- look, listen to me. I I know I know why you're doing this, okay? And believe me, I get it. I really do. But this is not the way. You are not going to make it to that temple. How do you know? Well, you were starting to resemble a balloon, for one. That can't be healthy. He looks at his hands, which are coming back to normal. How many charges does that wand of yours have? You can see, like, capillaries and stuff under his skin as well, and it's starting to bruise. Yeah. (laughs) Do we have to do the high-level description? I mean, I know we do, but, like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Sozzles. I could have made it. I don't think so. I really don't. It's right. It's right there. Meredith still has her hand on his shoulder and she looks at him and says, well, we we have a day. You've got some help. Let's see if we can put our heads heads together and work out a way. I mean, how do you know once you got to the temple that, that the conditions would be any different? I mean, who's to say the dead need any anything that we do? Yeah, but I mean, like that's the the... The legends say that's where the goddess of life lives. And, you know, surely she wouldn't let me die in her temple if I got there, right? Like, that that makes sense, right? Like, you know, as much as I hate to say it after the events of the day, the whims of the gods are impossible to fathom sometimes. You, you just don't know. You know, those who curry favor with the gods, it sometimes takes them a lifetime to achieve the kind of thing that you're trying to achieve. And he he looks back at the temple and then he he sits down. I do have an idea though. Do you carry anything meaningful to you? Um I I do and he he takes off uh, a bracelet which he's been wearing. This was my sister's. How far away do you think the temple is from us? It's like you had to use a telescope to get a good view of it, but mm. it's like horizon. You could take like a 
a long time to walk there. It? But you're not entirely sure based on one sixth gravity, like mm. if that would help you or not. I, I could attempt to have Orion fly this over to the temple. I can't guarantee it would make it though, but it would be a very strong tether if you were to attempt to return. Yeah, and I can Sorry. walk there in about 30 minutes. You, can you hold your breath for 30 minutes? You are not going to last 30 minutes. I mean, that gremlin literally popped within seconds. Like You might be able to breathe. I'm sure, you know, you're a skilled wizard, but you, the rest of your body is not going to hold up. And I know for a fact that there is no wand on the planet strong enough to keep you alive that long. It's just so close. Sometimes it doesn't matter. I can't even walk across the city in 30 minutes, but it's right there. Well, we've learned a lot about this place in a short amount of time. I mean, that's remarkable. No one has ever seen the things that you have. Imagine the resources at your disposal if you can come back to people with this. General, you have to listen. They're right. What you've done here is incredible. I, I'm sorry I ever doubted you, but you can't be putting your life in, 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 in jeopardy. I mean, General, do you think your family would want this, honestly? I guess not. I mean, you must have loved each other so much to go to all of this trouble. Imagine all the things you can achieve knowing what you know now. I, I can have Orion put that bracelet in that temple. I, you know, if it means that much to you, it, it'll be the strongest beacon imaginable. Okay, Harold, do it. And I'll, I'll have Orion pick up the bracelet and deposit it into the, the temple. Mm -hmm. uh, and Orion comes back yeah I mean what are you doing for the next 12 to 24 hours uh, well I can um, I can have Orion gather us some specimens to take back uh, could be worthwhile uh, this is where um, Vathar pipes up I, I know some, some people who would be very interested in collecting some rock samples I mean, maybe there's something else out there uh you would notice how when, when orion comes back he's looking singed yeah would be the word uh he's taken some 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 fire damage yeah and i mean i'm just i'm surprised we haven't seen any ghosts from being honest ghosts i mean the this is the moon right that's where the spirits inhabit well maybe they're they stick to the temple for the most part uh um, I mean, maybe they stay and he, he gestures like to the like other direction of the horizon mm. to the darker side, maybe whatever. I mean, I guess the sun isn't good for them. I mean, it doesn't seem to be good for any of us, does it? Um, yeah. Clearly there's something on our world that uh, is protecting us somehow. Which is also yeah. good to know, I suppose. Yes. Yeah. I, well, okay. So, it's going to be a couple hours before something happens. Mm. Um, what do you do trapped in this 10-foot circle on the moon? I think Meredith's probably going to play some music to keep everyone entertained and occupied. 
Potentia is going to take a short rest to get her, specifically so that she can see if she can get any of her hit points back. Basically, see if she can feel a bit better. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a six. Has anybody, has anybody noticed that um, it seems like where we are here, the whatever like inherent healing properties there are seem very heightened. Meredith, your spell, uh, I've never seen such vigor. Uh, she's like plucking strings on her um, lute and she looks up and she's like, yeah, I know. I've, I don't think I've ever felt that amount of healing before. Like, that was crazy. I wonder if it's something to do with our proximity to that temple. Maybe. Yeah, I uh, I cast Healing Word on myself. Uh, are you currently injured? Nope. <laughs> okay. Uh, but you, yeah, you feel the spell more powerful than you've ever had it before. Oh, well, that's something. Wow. A few hours yeah. pass and you see something that defies logic at first Mm -hmm. there is a glowing humanoid figure walking towards you Ross here. Thank you so much for listening to this latest episode of Dungeons and Doctorates. If you enjoy the show, why not recommend the podcast to a friend? It really helps us grow our audience. If you have questions for our cast about the show or a submission for a mid-show message, head over to dndoctorates.com. That's dndoctorates.com. You can also help support the show by checking out our sweet merch over at merch.dndoctorates.com. 